Hey, this is Tommy Victor from Prong, and you're watching CMS TV. Chris Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and uh I'm I am not one to always throw praise but I'm gonna throw some praise here Whoa. the guy we're gonna talk to next has recorded the album of the year and oh, I have wow. not said that about any other album so far this year it's the longest I've ever gone I'm usually proclaiming albums of the year from February on the first time I'm saying it it is the album of the year it is far and away the best metal record that has come out this year it's called state of emergency it is from the band prong out on october 6th and here to talk all about it the one the only mr tommy victor tommy how are you sir oh now i'm i'm elated that's an amazing statement and uh i'm not worthy but thank you i'll take it chris <laughs> i will take it thank you well dude before we even start talking about it you had to know that you recorded what might be might be the best record that you've ever done and i know that's a huge statement but you had to know i had did not know and i still don't know that uh, to okay. be honest with you i just made a record and uh i knew that the process was and the planning was good compared to other records where it was a struggle and we've had we had problems and we had to overcome them i didn't have that with this one however i, I never know what's going to come out really chris i mean i don't know uh the same thing with cleansing when that was done it, we had no idea what we were doing and that is the main record of prong that's holds snap your finger snap your neck which is the sure. song that keeps this band going and uh, <laughs> it's like it, it's still on tons of playlists bands are, are uh, still covering it etc but i didn't know that you know this record was was going to be great I, I still don't know i mean compared to you know we'll see what happens uh, when uh, all the reviews are in and you know we how many pe other people snub the band like which i guess you know which happens as well so i, don't, I really don't know uh, uh getting a record done in a certain amount of time is usually uh what i shoot for and that's in a success in it in itself in a lot of ways so i just you know i wrote 10 songs they all appeared on the record i did it all myself uh not the production was done by steve evans but all the writing i didn't collaborate with anybody 
Uh, just got it done, man. So uh, for somebody to appreciate it as much as you do, that's fantastic. And um, you know, again, I'm flattered. And uh, who I, I would never know how successful or how it's being received. Sure. What do, what does it take for you to consider it to be successful? Is it just good tunes? Is it sales? Is it audience participation? I mean, what is it at the end of a year from now when I come back to you and I ask you, is State of Emergency a successful record? What will what will be the yes or no for you? It's hard after a year. Like I mean, I could I, I think and this may say sound harsh, I think the only successful record really Prong put out was was uh uh really successful was cleansing based on sales and the longevity of that carved into stone comes in a little close because um based on the fact that it, it's it was on uh, a, like a lesser a lesser indie record <clears throat> yet uh you know like uh, the song revenge best served cold still gets a lot of plays and that did, did really well and that's on that record you know that sort of comes in second i think it's based on on is there a hit on the record or uh, is, is there something memorable about it? Uh, you know, sales, I have no idea what sales are these days. I mean, it's like a weird market. I mean, I come from an era where, you know, we, if you sold 50,000 records, that kind of sucked. Right. And now that's, that's unbelievable. So, uh, it's about streams and, and, and the legacy bands like, you know, if you look like on Spotify, you know, we, it's, it's not even there's no comparison between somebody like prong and you know maniskin or something where they're like billions of plays uh like with one record you know all the kids in the world are listening to this thing and they're they're making all that huge uh the streaming money so uh i don't know really what would be successful on a, on a metal band from a metal band on a legacy metal band in 2023 it's hard to to say if any of it's a success other than, you know, guys like you appreciating it or, and, you know, the fans liking it. But, uh, you know, it's hard because I come from an era again where, you know, we wanted hit songs. We wanted, you know, we wanted airplay. We wanted to be played on MTV. We wanted to sell records. We wanted the big tours, all that stuff, you know? So, um, it, it, it's tough to make that decipher that. Sure. I'm I'm of the belief, Tommy, and let's see if you believe this as well. I think one of the biggest detractors that we have now is the digital. And and I and I'll tell you straight up, I'm a guy that has no physical product, none anymore. I just everything's on my okay. Phone. That, I'm glad you added that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I'm not like one of these old guys. That's like, if it's not yeah. on vinyl, it's shit. You know, uh, I'm yeah. not that guy. There's a I, lot of those guys. I, I guess. There are, but. I listen all the time on the, on the phone and whatnot. That being said, I don't have the connection that I had with all of my favorite bands back in the day. You know, it's just a record comes, it's great. And tomorrow, another record. That's comes. the thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, steam hammer, which is the, you know, the umbrella labels napalm are the world science of steam hammer. <clears throat> like the guy Ali Han, and I don't usually don't mention him on in in uh, in just he's the our A and R guy. He really mm -hmm. runs the label. Uh, he's an old school metal guy, right? And that's the main thing he said. He said the exact same thing as you did about how he feels about it now. Where, and I'm like, I and I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing with me, man. Like I, I, I so I concur. 
Right. <laughs> nice. Well, dude, let's dig into this record, man, because it is so good. Thank you. The first thing that, that stood out to me, even before we get into it, is a, one little line that was in the press release, which I'm assuming did come out of your mouth, Yeah. which is, this is a very prong record, and that could not be more true. Anybody that's ever been a fan of this record will be able to pick this song or that song or that song and say, yep, that's prong. I agree. Yeah. Uh, this may sound ego generated, but I wrote everything on this record because of management and other things, time permittance the, in the last four records, I did have to collaborate a little bit more with, with the producer and a couple of other outside writers and, you know, some, some other dudes. So, uh, but this one, I wrote everything myself, so it had to be prong. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. And <laughs> right. then, um, I did stylize the, the flow of the record is a little bit like cleansing where it hits you hard. It gets groovy. Then it maybe hits you hard again. And then it goes, gets, for lack of any other word, without saying alternative, or it gets weirder. Right. And I think that's what we did on this. It has that flow, and then, then it hits you with something really hard and then ends in this chaos. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had to it, – it's a natural filter. When everything's coming from me, there's a natural filter now when I'm writing the riffs, et cetera, that – it's like it just comes out like well, a riff that I that I wound up not really going over that well is not going to come out again. So it's like all the successful prong riffs just go through this filter and then they're sort of coming out again. Right, and that's how I write new ones. So you know, it, it that sounds woo woo or metaphysical or something, but it, it it seems to be that way. It was like okay, that riff can be a prong riff, and I I don't know why it is like that. Because, yeah, I mean, that that could have wound up on Rude Awakening or something. You know, like, mm -hmm. it, 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 it inevitably gets to that where, you know, I'll have to compare it to some, you know, some other record or uh, something that, that people will would acknowledge. So, yeah, there's this whole filter process. They're not sure. long-winded, but yes. No, well, uh, well, it makes sense. I, I'm curious for you. Is it difficult for you to get where you want to get to musically when you're, you know, obviously I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you start everything with a riff and then you, yeah. and then you build out from that. It's not, that's not an easy thing to do to find, you know, ups and downs and stops and, you know, and all that from a single riff. How hard is it for you to get to where you want to get it to? You know, it, it, that's an unbelievably fantastic question. Um, one of the things I'm going to have to talk about Ali Han again, because like, he's like, oh, you're going to make another record. He's like, when are you going to do this? And I'm like, dude, I'm moving back to New York, and let me get settled in there, and I'll let you know. You know, right. So he was cool about it. I mean, I, I want to do, I want to write all this stuff when I'm back in New York. See, that's part of, the, right there the process started where, I wanted to be surrounded in an atmosphere that I thought was conducive to making a prong record properly. Okay. And um, that's just, so that started off on the right track. So then it was like, after we got situated in an apartment and then, uh, you know, I said, I could do this now. And then 
it was it has something to do with the stuff you're listening to or how you're feeling too. It's like how do you set yourself up to get excited about writing? And then uh, you know where we moved is not too far from where I grew up. Okay. In Queens. So then I was like, wow, well, man, when I first started, I was listening to like volume four and Zeppelin three. And like, I started listening. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is the stuff that, you know, it, that I can get energized about because I'm still really into these records. And I think these records are brilliant. So now like, you know, I could make a fucking good record and, you know, it, it just, it does these inexplicable uh, things that you do that, you know, to set yourself up for success. Right and on. writing songs so uh that's pretty much those are two of the things i did in order to get in that process as far as like you know it, eliminating riffs and everything i didn't really have to that really didn't uh i didn't have to that wasn't that difficult okay it seems like once i got one down uh i could i could fill in the blanks right and uh i think that comes from be, again, being a legacy band and having all that to pull from, it's like, wow, like where, where's this next piece of the puzzle going to come from? And I, you know, it's like, all right, uh, you know, I'm not saying it happens instantaneously. Right. Uh, that didn't work happen on this record. You know, you got to dig deep to get those, those riffs, uh, you know, and uh, then, yeah, I mean, some of the lyrics did come instantaneously, but as far as riffs go, takes a little bit of work but uh right. it, it does come together sure does some of the aggression and not that prong has ever been anything but aggressive but does some of the aggression on this one come from the state of new york today because from everything i hear outside of new york it's pretty pretty brutal comparatively to how new york has been well i, I stay out of the city right now so i don't, I don't really go in that much uh, <laughs> I, I have no I, I can't deal with it. Right. So it's like, but you know, I, it's, it's, I almost hear the same stuff you do, but like, you know, like my wife goes in the city and like, I hear stuff from her, but um, I sometimes I, I have driven back into where I grew up and it, it's, it has changed quite a bit, but uh, no, I mean, it's, it's more from just everything out there. Like, you know, we were on tour, with black label at the end of the pandemic. And I saw right. so much what was going on. Like just people were just crazy everywhere. Like equally mm -hmm. the whole, everyone was in a state of emergency and like they were inflicting a state of emergency on us, but they were getting the different response. Everyone was, was in their own state of emergency of just being just pissed off and frustrated of, of what they're telling us the state of emergency is. I don't know if that makes any sense without getting into too much trouble, but it's like the, you know, uh, and then, like I said, this guy, like the descent, that song is like this guy is in, he is, he, we're witnessing a guy that's in a state of emergency where he's like at the end of his rope where he's just so frustrated, he's got nowhere to turn to. So uh, I just think there's a lot of that going on. I mean, I, I it's, it's, it's confusion, uh, frustration, uh, just it's a feeling of inadequacy from people mm -hmm. and those type of things. I mean, I personally am not experiencing that that much, but I could relate to what's going on out there based on the fact of, you know, we did like during the, the end of the pandemic, we did two tours in a row. Like we did, uh, we were still masked up and we're like taking our masks off for the show and then put it back on right. and all this craziness. And then, uh, you know, then uh, just 
the, yeah, we've all been through it, you know, yeah. it's like, and it, it, whether it's New York, you know, Missouri, California or everything, you know, we were in the V shut. I was living in, before I went in and worked, moved back out here and writing a record, we were in the shutdown place, probably oh, yeah. of the world, which was California. It was ridiculous. So it's yep. like, I was walking, one of the, one of the things I, I always say, it, it, people really don't get it that much, but like, you know, I've always been sort of a jogger. So I was running, would run outside and I wasn't going to freaking wear a mask or jog. Right. Anything, right? But, and there's not that much pedestrian accent anyhow in, in LA. Like, you know, some, most people drive, wherever there's people walking and like breezy, beautiful weather, like great. And like, I'd be walk, jogging on a street and like somebody would coming out, they'd have a visor on with a mask underneath. Ugh. And then they'd be, they go, oh my God, he's not wearing a mask. And they they run across the street in fear of me. Jeez. Have to be like, you know, like a football field away. Like, oh my God, like this is happening everywhere. I was like, this is insanity. Yeah. So, is. I'm glad that is over. Hopefully yeah. it's not coming back. It's I mean, coming back. Man. I know I keep hearing it, but I'm, I I'm going to fight the got, power. <laughs> I, I, I just got back from Chicago. I, I came home for a couple of days and it's starting there, man. Ugh. It's like, it is crazy. Ugh. We do not need that, but no. Well, we do need is some prong. I'll tell you what we're going to do here, Tommy. We're going to take a break. We're going to give people a chance to hear a little bit of the music. We're going to play um, the video that you've got out there for non-existence. Um, tell everybody about this song. It's based on, a, on the, the statement that existence is better than non-existence. It's better to be alive than not alive. And maybe you could do something with your life, like contribute. And um, I think everyone has the ability to do that. I mean, you you don't have to be happy all the time, but you could, you know, contribute to life and experience it. And you know, within all the struggles and hardships, it's better than not being alive. You know, it's better than, you know, the, what's the alternative. So yeah. uh, it's a very positive song in a way. And I just thought that the construction and building of buildings, I think that's just a sign of, 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 man's success of like on earth where you know we could construct these things and men sacrifice or so men and women sacrifice themselves you know getting their hands dirty and you know climbing huge towers to build these things and people take it you know take people take it for granted i mean it's just so the design and the construction uh, of these unbelievable structures is something that still bridges another right. thing completely fascinates me I'm like, how the hell do they do this? And then you look at like, you know, uh, hundreds of people perished in the construction of these things. Yeah. It's like, that's the real, they contributed their lives to these things. And so it's like, that's what life is sort of all about. You know, it's what, what you can contribute in a way. Right on, man. Well, let's contribute to their listening love right now. This is non-existence. It is prong and it is Chris Aiken presents. Take a bullet, it's true I know the course to bear, I keep on climbing those stairs Always saying tell it prayers, that's my vision, it's bad by view It's bad by view It's bad by view It's a basic truth Can I put it to use?
Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents, we are talking with the great Tommy Victor of Prong. New release, State of Emergency, is out on October the 6th. Make sure you buy it, people. Don't just stream it as much as I just said earlier. All I do is listen on my phone. Buy the record. Support Tommy. Support yeah. Prong. It's a great packaging. I mean, the album cover came out amazing, and you can check it on on uh, in America on napalmrecords.com, oh. and then, uh, you know, uh, Europe, it's uh, SPV. And then even on prongmusic.com, uh, on our, through our Manic Merch link, hopefully that's still active. And then we, we uh, have the album for sale up there. And yeah, there's like three different versions. Like there's, there's like a gold splatter and then a red splatter. And then uh, there's a, 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 the classic black vinyl that right. a lot of people want now again. So yeah, I mean, like it's not that expensive neither. It's like, it's kind of cool, like, you know, just to have. And the artwork is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. And if you bring it to a show, you'll sign it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't charge any VIP stuff now. <laughs> Very good, man. Well, dude, I got to tell you, man, dig it into the record. My favorite track by a lot is Light Turns Black. Wow, that's the just, first one I've heard of that. Okay. I love it. It's got sort of a biohazard yeah. sort of a vibe to it. It's just a cool track, man. And it, and it really kind of throws back to your heritage more than more than necessarily prong. It just, you know, it goes into your whole CBGB's New York totally. thing. No, absolutely. So, like, I mean, Evitz is a producer. It's like, I know uh, we actually... That whole groove metal, New York hardcore thing, we took that from, and I, I will not, we didn't take it from them, but it's influenced by the Bad Brains yeah. and, and the Chromag. So that's where Biohazard got, you know, it sort of emanated into that too. So uh, not to take away from that, you know, I appreciate that. It is definitely that that type of vibe. And, uh, you know, the lyrical content too is, is it sort of has a New York vibe where it's like almost like a straight edge kind of thing going on in there where it's like, you know, what are you doing to your life? You know, like, um, you know, stop destroying yourself. So that that's where the, the lyric is about. Like this guy's like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's just uh, killing himself. Right. Yeah. That's great tune. Then there's the curveball, The only curveball I think that you've thrown in, 15 years which is the rush tune ah. uh you know just and i know i know this because i've talked to you a bunch of times i know you listen to a ton of stuff that you're not just metal guy right you know but that being said if you would have told me to pick a band that that tommy victor for prong is never going to put on record rush would have been up near the top you know it just isn't isn't what i expected and it's a the way you did it is very cool. The way you arranged it, that it's sort of I mean, it follows the the traditional path, but at the same time, it's got enough oomph to it that it really doesn't come off soft. Well, I mean, that's not a soft song. And then mm. uh, on top of it, we tuned it down to the volume four C sharp tuning for Sabbath tuning. <laughs> so that added that whole element to it. The fact that Rush is a trio and that lyric combines with like the descent and it's like a bookend for the record. We open up with descent. It's like a modern guy that's like not happy with his life to the working man guy from 1974 or whatever that's not happy with his life. And it's it, just, it, it seemed to work. It's like, how are we going to end this record? Like I said, when constructing the whole flow of it and, uh, 
that it's just like everyone you know we were just thinking about it and i thought that was a really good song to do sure uh, the fact I, I appreciate the fact you said if there's a, there's a band that we wouldn't cover i think if we didn't do songs from the black hole i would have agreed with you because <laughs> um i hate when i get into this type of thing but uh i, I mean you're talking about some success like to me that record was not a success I thought it, it came out great. It sounded good. I was really happy. I spent a lot of time on it. It's a covers record we did right. that sort of got overlooked. And it's like the the, the record label guy, was always, he's just like, why did you pick those songs? Like Jason Christopher had a lot to do with the picking those songs. And uh, they, when you think about the average rock people, they don't know those artists. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's like, so why should I go back if I'm going to do a cover and do the obscure again? Let's just go. You know what I mean? Like, so right. it's like, you know, like, and it, it had a, without going Sabbath. And then I didn't want to go pentagram because that seemed to be too trendy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a doom song by somebody else. So we made the right decision. It was, it was, it was like you said, I appreciate, you know, the band enough that it is, was kind of weird. Like, ah, sure. Like, but, uh, it works. Yeah, no it pun it certainly does, man. Well, dude, touring plans are, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're, are you still on tour with Danzig or did that? Yeah. Just wrap? <laughs> the fact that there's like these huge, huge days off thing. Like, um, uh, I, I came back home for a couple of days. Okay. So, uh, I wasn't going to stay on the bus for three days. It was, it, I can't, I just right. know. And then my, uh, I have uh, a young baby and a, and a young son here. I want to see them. So, uh, and I want to see my wife, but the, uh, that tour. So, but we go back out again. We got, we have a couple of local things. We mainly, we get in Clifton, New Jersey at, at Dingbats, October 20th, we're playing. And then, uh, then I go back out with life of agony in Europe. So we do a month with November, Okay. with them and then there is discussion about american tours we got offered a whole bunch of stuff and i i just i i've rejected all of them so uh, we're still working on that okay very good man well dude it, it's it's a great time to be a prong fan for sure because cool. certainly like i said state of emergency i don't throw it out there that often at least this year i haven't usually like i said at the beginning usually everything that comes along just feels fresh and new and i'm like oh it's album of the year and then a week later there's the next one and then the next one right now the only two records i can actually point to and say these records fucking kill is yours and the metal church record though i gotta check that out everyone's been saying that it's really good like i forget yeah. who yeah i mean i heard that's you're not the first who's told me that so i gotta check them out and so weird like like we were we were going over, i was over in europe with danzig right was it Dan no no prong what am i talking about we were just because okay. i was just over in europe with them for, with prong for two weeks we did some festivals and uh i guess I, we were on the plane and like like somebody was like, when we got off the plane, I was in the car going, I'm going, did you talk to the metal church guys? And I was like, they were on the flight with us? Like, I didn't even, <laughs> I go, that guy, I, go, I didn't even see them. So it was, it was weird. We were on the flight together. Then when we went, when I, I saw them at, at, at breakfast, they were like, hey, what's going on? You guys are on the flight. I was like, oh, okay. But, you know. <laughs> can't keep track of all that stuff, No, I right? can't. It's like weird. <laughs> I felt bad, you know. 
Right. I hear you, man. Well, dude, I figure what we do is we'd wrap this one up with um, the video for the, the latest single, I believe, The Descent. Um, yeah. uh, tell us about this song to wrap it up. Yeah, this is it's sort of the staple of the record where uh, this it's a narrative of a guy that is completely disgusted with social media and the things he's hearing and he's confused and uh, he's at his wits end because of information that's being funneled into his brain that uh, is is unbelievable. So that's where it is. And then then we get deeper with that concept later in the record. But this right is on. the effect on the on one guy right now. Right on. Well, let's check it out right now. This is The Descent. It is Prong, new release, State of Emergency, out on October the 6th. And Tommy, as always, man, it's great catching up. Thanks, Chris. You're the best. I really appreciate your support, man. Thanks for all the kind words. Get up the sky.